if you had a, a computer with a keypad that was yeah. dog paws, all mm-hmm. the buttons were dog pads, mm-hmm. or a cell phone where the butt like you could dial the numbers and they were dog pads. Mm-hmm. I would just call people all day. It would. <laughs> it would feel so good. What a great idea. Okay, welcome back to What a Great Idea with Kelly and Derek. And today we are going to be talking about uh, what I think is a fun topic, and that is the little things. Mm. Yes. You excited about this? I'm very excited because I feel like we've talked about big things <laughs> this we have. whole time. Like even, you know, like the animals and yep. the, uh, all the scenery and the places and even sounds to a certain degree, like that still had some of them were still very big, you know, I mean, yeah, rain yeah. and thunder and such. So lots of gee whiz things. And that's for good reason. Like there's a reason why we travel to the Valley of Fire. Like, yeah, it's for just, sure. It's unbelievable, right? It's all good. Uh, but part of the heart of what a great idea is that uh, that you realize the glory that's all around us every day in the little mm-hmm. things. Yep. Um, that's the idea, that we're worshiping God and seeing God at the bottom of everything. Um, and not just that, but like to recognize that God is not only involved in the details, but he cares about the details. Yes. Uh, I was thinking about Matthew chapter 10, uh, where he says, uh, oh, what is it? Let me, let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, yeah, when Jesus says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, but even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Mm. Um, so, like, even Jesus is acknowledging, like, these little birds, you, you can buy two for a penny in that day. And yet not one of them falls from the sky without the father's knowledge. Right. Uh, and like, so even the hairs of your head and like he's the, even his argument is saying there's value in these sparrows. Mm-hmm. If God values them so much that he's keenly aware of their existence and their every day. And when they fall to the ground, how much more does he value you? So the point is God is in the little things and he values the little things. Yeah. Takes pleasure well, in the little things. Yeah. Well, and along that line, that's a little bit of a different subject here, but like it makes, it just made me think immediately at the end of the book of Jonah, right? At the end of the book of Jonah. Oh yeah. He says, you know, Jonah's so upset that he spared the, uh, the people of Nineveh and God says, well, there's these people and all this cattle. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, And it's this idea that God cares not only about the people there, but also all of his creation, his livestock that he's created. And um, yeah, in its own way, that's a little thing in its own way. Sure. Um, but that God actually does care about things that oftentimes we would not expect. Yep, absolutely. So that's the idea. I mean, we, we hear that you've, that axiom or whatever, like it's the little thing. It's the little things. That's what life's all about. Um, which is, there's some truth to that, but I don't think a lot of times the irony in that is that we don't often take notice of the little things. We're too busy. We're too go, go, Mm -hmm. go, go. 
And then when we are on our downtime, we want to go see something G Wiz, uh, which is great. Uh, but we don't take in the glory of our everyday lives. So today, Derek and I are talking about the little things, the little things that in our lives that we have come to appreciate and love and enjoy. And uh, maybe as we do this, you'll you'll find some common ground with us on these or reminisce on the little things in your life that you find amazing and glorious. So are you ready to dive in? I'm so ready. Okay. Um, all right. I guess I'll start. I'm going to go first this time. Yeah, do it. My first little thing that I have, I wouldn't say grown to love. I've, I've loved it as far as I can remember. And that is fog. 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 Wow. Okay. I love fog. Like a foggy morning, which we haven't had in a while. In the summer, we don't have a lot of foggy mornings. Although, I will say a couple months ago, for whatever reason, there was a really foggy morning. Uh, but, yeah, dude, like, especially in the fall, you get a lot of those foggy mornings. And the thicker the fog, the better. There's just like a, man, it's it's mystical. It's it, it's amazing. You just You just feel like you're stuck in this little world and every step is a new step because you can't see far ahead of you mm-hmm. i don't know I, it's hard to describe but i love love fog it gives oh, me such good. a good feeling man that's good you're starting off strong here nor jones in the, in the fog <laughs> <laughs> dude do you remember speaking of fog uh pigeon mountain mm-hmm. we've been up there so many times oh, yeah. on the bluff mm-hmm. um, i remember back when you could camp out on the cliff there. I don't know if you, you camped there, but I've, I have. Yes. Okay. Yes. So in the mornings, I, I forget, we've done so many camping trips. I can't remember who, who was there and who wasn't, but yeah. in the mornings, a lot of times there's fog in the Valley, mm-hmm. but then you have the ridges sticking out. And so literally the whole earth was just uh, coated in this blanket. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And you've about. got the ridges sticking out, man. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. That's so good. Like I get Man. sad when fog starts to burn off, like mid morning starts to go mm-hmm. away. It makes me sad. I'm like, you can hang around, like, yeah. Mm, I, I that's good. I wouldn't mind if this stuck around all day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go for my first one. This may seem like something out of the blue, or you may think, really, that's what you're gonna say for your first one. But it's the little things, right? It's I'm gonna things. say. I love a very good writing utensil. Um, <laughs> now, for those listeners who do not know me, I write almost exclusively with a fountain pen. Okay. And okay. there is something about the way a fountain pen glides across the page. Hmm. And I once heard someone say that there are things that we should do if for no other reason, because our grandparents or our great grandparents did them. Mm. And in a world of increasing technology and speed and all those things, there's something about handwriting and my handwriting is poor, but there's something about writing and doing it with a fine utensil that someone has crafted and taking time to to really tailor and make and and all these things and with specific um, 
or with with unique specifications. And there's something about just being able to grab a good pen mm-hmm. and write in your journal or notebook or whatever. Um, I have learned to love it more and more the past couple of years. Um, because sometimes I just get tired of a computer. Now I'm one who writes out whether I'm preparing for a sermon and I, I preach with no notes, but I make notes before the sermon during the week. Um, or if it's writing out notes from school or writing out letters to my congregation or whatever, um, there's something about it that is so pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't want to lose that in an age of iPhones, keyboards, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a really good one. I, I have great respect for that one. I. It reminds me, so I, there's a certain pen that I like. Now, it's not a fountain pen. Like, I'm sure that just glides and it's amazing. But there's a there's mm. these pens, Axon Pull, one right here, so I can remember the name of it. All right, it's a Pilot G2. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know those well. Yeah. These, are so either 0.7 or 1.0. I like both of those weights. But I just love these pens. I always have one on hand, and if I run out or they go dry, I buy new G2 pens because they just feel good to me. But yeah. I, I was thinking when you were talking about that, about the idea of like staying connected to the art of handwriting. Because mm-hmm. you're right, like... I mean, ninety-five percent of writing now is now digital. It's on a on a keypad. That's right. Um, Even my iPad. I have a pen for my iPad. And yeah, right. My screen, like I got this special. It's not special. I mean, anybody can get one off Amazon. But it's this cover. That's a screen cover to prevent cracks or whatever. But it is intended to feel like real paper, so that when you're writing with oh, the oh wow ipad thing it kind of even has a little scratch to it feel that's really cool because i i want to keep that yeah you know that's sweet i i um some time ago probably a couple years ago started writing in cursive again because mm-hmm. when i was growing up even all the way through high school i wrote or maybe maybe about middle school or so um yeah. i wrote in cursive and then at some point i translated over to regular print mm-hmm. um just out of laziness, I guess. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? Like, I'm not going to let that die. You know, like I want to bring that back and like get used to writing in cursive again. So when I do yeah. write, which is not enough with a pen, I try to write in cursive just to like, keep that. Cause it's cursive's just cool, man. It's just, it is cool. it's a classy it is cool. and people <laughs> who have really good handwriting. Like I love to watch those calligraphy you know, like people who can really do that. Yeah. And dude, and like certain, so cool. oh, man, it's so good. So let me geek out for like two seconds. Please do. So my two latest fountain pen purchases, this one is an Estabrook Esty, and now our listeners can't see that, but Google that, Estabrook Esty. Okay. And um, very cool pen. But here's one I think you would appreciate. Um, so this is a fi- is a pilot vanishing point. Now here's what's cool about this. So there's the clip, right? So if you put it in your shirt, you okay. know. But it's a click fountain pen. Oh. Okay. And it's Wait, comes so out the top it, it's so it doesn't leak. Fountain pen. Yes. So you wow. click it and out comes the nib. So I did not know anyways, they made those. 
They do, and um, Pilot and makes you, them. And you refill these with ink? Is this? I do. Yes, okay. I do the. Um, yeah, there's different ways you can do a fountain pen. There's like three different primary ways you can refill a fountain pen. I do refill them. I have bottles of ink and um, I dip them in there and um, suction them up in the uh, yeah all that. But uh, yes. So, anyways, I want to geek out for a second because. Um, if you are on the go, but you like writing with a fountain pen and you don't have a, 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 a pilot vanishing point, you are missing out. Hmm. This is not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be, though. If it it was. I would like it. <laughs> um, Send me your fountain pens and I will review them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, this is pretty incredible because the last few episodes, I feel like we've had the exact same thing on our list. Um, I don't have fountain pen on my list of little things, but what I do have, Derek, is penmanship. Yeah, yeah. I love I have a thing for handwriting, for penmanship that everybody has their own penmanship. Yeah. It's unique to them. It has a look, whether it's terrible or beautiful. Doesn't matter. Or really cool and loopy or whatever. Like Everybody has it. It's, it's part of your DNA, the way that you write. Yeah. And I just find handwriting very fascinating. Like, yep. And when somebody has a really cool handwriting, like I always make a point to like tell them. Like, you have Me too. I do really the same Really cool thing. handwriting. Yeah, and if it's terrible, I tell them the same thing. I'm like, that's terrible handwriting. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's awesome! Like I just, I just think it's cool. And you know, while we're on the subject, like, think about it. Handwriting. This is how the word of God came into our world. Like people, people wrote. You yes. Know what I'm like yes, that's pretty, pretty astounding thought. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's also scientifically. Um, I can't remember all the stats, but there's studies that have been done. You can Google these where if you write with a pen, similarly, if you read an actual book and not an ebook, but a physical book, um, you retain more. Right. Yep. I've heard that. And part of it is, you know, with the pen, like, especially a fountain pen, you're having to slow down. You can't write real fast with a fountain pen. I mean, you can, but kind of messes it up, but it's like, yep. you're taking your time and you're really having to think about things, which mm -hmm. for me causes me, like when I'm writing letters to my church members, I have to think about what I'm going to say to them. I can't yep. just say, hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, I have to th sit there and think through it. It makes it more personal. Yeah, because otherwise you're just tap, 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 tap. Nah, I don't like that. Erase, erase, erase. Yeah, tap, tap, right. Tap, you know. And yeah. an email, it's kind of weird, but like an email is very emotionless but, but if somebody has taken their time to write out a handwritten note or letter or card to you man mm. you cherish that there are i've, I've received Ooh. a few handwritten cards and i've never gotten rid of them i keep them um in fact some of them serve as bookmarks for me because i constantly want to mm. look at them whereas emails man i'll delete it like that <laughs> you know what i'm curious if there's a study that's been done or there should be a study be, that's done on this of how like the emotional response to an email versus a handwritten letter, good uh, or bad. 
Yeah, right. Like even yeah. if a, a handwritten letter was like, "Hey, you know, I have this against you," or like, "You really yeah. did me wrong," and like, "I don't appreciate that," but it's written by hand. I feel like that would be taken better than yeah. if you just read that in an email. You'd be like, "Oh no, they didn't." I will, you know. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Just, yeah, go ahead. No, you're right. But th- what makes me think of is. Now there's there's different reasons, you know, scholars are gonna disagree why he said this. But there's something about Paul, right, and he's writing, and I can't remember which epistle it is, but at the end he's like, see with what big um letters I'm yep. writing. Like this is my he's essentially saying, you can tell this is me writing because yep. I'm you, you can tell my letters. Like there's something <laughs> yeah. distinctive about the way he writes, you know. Yeah. He's and probably he saying, a point I'm a say, terrible writer. This yeah, is me. <laughs> and it's like, he made it a point, though, to say, see with what big letters I'm using. Yeah. Like, this is me writing this. See you know, how much paper powerful. I'm wasting right now. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so much effort, right? I've got so Timothy, right? I've got Luke or whoever. But it's like, <laughs> um, but I, I think about, okay, I wrote, and I've done this a couple times, but I, I, I tend to write letters to people I really admire if they've done something that impacts my life. So I wrote a letter once to Joel Beakey and um, he took time out of his day to write me a card back. That's cool. And I thought he didn't have to take the time to do that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. So bring it all back to penmanship. It's unique. And there are reasons that make it even better than what, you know what I mean? Like there's something about it. And that idea that, Every handwriting is unique to them. So that this is personal. Yes. It's personal font yeah. by nature. It's not like Times New Roman, everybody writes in that or Arial or whatever. This is like, I'm the only person who can write this way. And isn't it weird? We all went to school. We all had the same like lined paper that we had to, yep. you know, but we all, none of us write that way. <laughs> it's like, we're all different, <laughs> right. you know? That's right. That's right. Oh, that's mm. cool. That's Man, cool. that was an unexpected rant on handwriting and pens. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Was that your second one or was that? That was, yeah. Penmanship was yeah. my was on there. So I just looped it in there. What do you got? Um, okay. So my second one then is I'm going to say, <laughs> this is another one <laughs> out of the blue. If you know me, you're thinking, really, Derek? This is what you said? Um, candles. Yes, and let's talk about candles. Yeah, let's let's talk about candles. Candles serve so many purposes, <laughs> from basic light source to romantic, right, and everything in between. And sucking wax out of your ear or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Fifty Never. Shades of what a great idea. So, um, <laughs> but yes, so. All right. And, um, but I'm going to get even more specific. Okay. Because if you've ever noticed, candles and candle scents are based on seasons, right? Now, there's some that are evergreen, but Mm -hmm. like candle scents change. So the candle scents that you get where your wife lights it and goes, "Mm, that smells like fall. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. You know, it's Um, like, that's the that's yes. where I'm headed right there. Yes, there that is no doubt sense for seasons, and you need 
you must link your candle with the season. Yeah. Like you don't burn a fall smelling candle in July. No. You, oh, gross. Like a cinnamon. Right, that makes sense. Or, <laughs> right. Or some like vanilla cookie in right. in the middle of summer would be yeah, gross. Or like, could you imagine doing a pumpkin smelling candle oh. in May? It doesn't make sense. Oh, gross. Right. It's terrible. The only, you know, May, I don't even, the only thing you could really do in May would be like, you know, those real gentle, like linen, mm-hmm. linen candles or like yeah. something that's kind of subtle, but clean smelling. Yes. That's kind of May for me. Yes. And then like winter is your, you're just kind of warm, savory smells like the, the cookies in the, mm-hmm. you know, that what's the snickerdoodle and. Well, and you also, when you get to, when you get to fall and winter, you also get the ones that they try to advertise just towards men like campfire. Yep. Oh, or yeah. tobacco. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Like I have a, I actually have a, t- my wife got me a tobacco, a popped tobacco. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, scented candle. And yeah. it does smell like pop tobacco. It's really nice. But yeah, it's seasonal. But the thing is when it's hot outside, who wants to light a candle inside? That doesn't make sense. That's true. Yeah. Like I don't even we don't even do candles in the summer. I just right. realized that. Yeah. Yeah. You, we you do, do occasionally, but it's not like a thing. You know, it's like we do it if we got one that smells really nice and we do like to have the low lights and light the candles, whatever. But like it's mainly like in the fall you have a candle. In the yes. winter you have a candle. Absolutely. Fall, you know? So I just I just realized something i've never really thought about it but every time we're in a store where there's a bunch of candles me and the kids always without even thinking about it we go to all the candles and we start smelling all of them <laughs> That's and so then good. sharing the smell right oh. oh man let's smell this one and they're oh That's smell so this good. one oh smell that work and like some of them are so good you want to eat them you know what yeah. i'm saying like you're, it smells so good you're like the ones that smell oh. like cookies you're like or snickerdoodle <laughs> or something you're like oh this is so good <laughs> also the the candle the whole design is amazing it's a self-regulated thing you know what i'm saying like yeah it melts itself which like and it goes away so it's it's constantly now sometimes you got to kind of trim the wick or whatever but like by and large the candle regulates itself it's -hmm. like this little flame yeah and and it's controlled little bubble yeah that's just enough to melt it away Mm -hmm. which is just enough to keep it going yep and it i mean you could light a candle and it'll it'll just go for hours and hours until it finally come on yep I mean, I'm with you. I don't know who designed this, but probably Thomas Edison or something. Yeah, he, he invented the candle and then replaced the candle with the yeah with yeah the light. that's right that's right yeah he up he upcharged them right. We should look up. Do you have? We should look up when the candle was invented. When the it's candle probably was like way back. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. I'm guessing like BC. Probably BC. Um, yeah. The earliest known surviving candle was found in the tomb of the first emperor of the Qin dynasty in Han, China, dating back to 200 BC. Nice. There we go. They pre- they began producing dipped tallow candles in 500 BC. Mm. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I am going to, I have two I really want to talk about. So let me, let me hit one of them. One of them is dog paws. (laughs) Oh man. Padfoot. Padfoot. Yeah. Specifically the pads, the individual pads on a, or cats too, as well. Too, but you well. just can't get close to them. Just, <laughs> that's right. They don't. They don't let you hold their paws up. But yeah, the the dog paw, all the little pat. Like I love to just push on them, like their little buttons. <laughs> that's amazing. It's the perfect amount of squish with a little bit of like leathery. I've always felt that if it wasn't for animal cruelty and lots of other. <laughs> obstacles in the way of this dream it would be wonderful maybe we could make some synthetic versions of dog paws but if you had a, a computer with a keypad that was yeah dog paws all mm-hmm. the buttons were dog pads mm-hmm. or a cell phone where the butt like you could dial the numbers and they were dog pads mm-hmm. i would just call people all day <laughs> it was <laughs> it would feel so good Oh man! <laughs> and they're amazing. Um, like if you just look at one, yeah. <laughs> you're like, "What a great idea!" These oh man, they're kind of like fingers, but they're just these round pads, yeah. and yeah. they're they're independent of each other, so they can move and bend. But the squish is the squish is perfect. <laughs> hey. I have hardwood. I have hardwood floors, and it's like anytime my dog is walking, like she cannot not sneak up on anybody. You just hear, you know, and it's her pads and her nails hitting the floor, and it's like, you know, it's just it's such a funny, funny thing. All right, I have to say this though. Yeah, I need to know if you're aware of this. Okay. Did you know? And I think this is true of all dogs because anybody that I've asked has verified that this is true for their dog. Dogs' paws smell like Doritos. Oh, 100%. Literally Doritos. 100%. It makes me wonder if Doritos is like putting dog pads in their (laughs) their chip flavor because it's the wildest thing. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I don't even know why or how, but they smell that's like hilarious. Burritos. Yeah, that's that's funny. And when dogs, isn't it funny when dogs have not had a bath in a while, they smell like Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails now. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not know that. Now uh, now I'm going to be aware. Yeah, Lux just had a bath not too long ago, so I have to wait a little bit. But oh, Lux. I'm gonna be. How old is Lux now? She is thirteen, which is ninety-one uh, in dog years. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, Loretta's nine. So okay, Lux is slowing down a little bit. Uh, Loretta's sad, just but... getting grumpy. Oh yeah, she bit a kid in the face the other day. Oh well, he deserved it, and that's not like her. You kind of have to provoke her. And oh, yeah. uh, he provoked her, and we said, "Don't provoke her. She's an old lady. She don't know you. You know, like if I provoke her, it's different, obviously, because she, you know, I'm like her person, and she, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't hurt me 
to, you know, she'd kill any, she'd kill anybody, including my wife to save me. Um, but this kid, man, it was the first time meeting him. And we said, don't mess with her. She's old. She's cranky. And she doesn't know you, whatever. And he just kept getting with her. And finally, one time he got in her face and like growled or something at her. And so she beat him in the mm. face, mm. like on the cheek, broke skin. And it wasn't as hard as she could, but it was like one of those. It was kind of like a warning. Like I'm hey, giving you a warning now. Yeah. <laughs> I will eat you. Um, wow. So, anyways. So but her paws are great. But her paws are great. She's and her great skin's paws. great. She's blue healer and a Sharpay mix. So she has the coat of a blue healer, but she has all this extra skin like a Sharpay. Such <laughs> right. a weird combination. That is um, weird. And her name's Loretta Lynn. Who doesn't love Loretta Lynn? Right. All right. So, my next one. It's kind of tough. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this one. Because it's the culmination of several little things into one. So, I'll give you the big idea and we could break them down if you wanted. Okay. S'mores at a campfire. Mm, we are doing that tonight. Because it's the little things. Uh, chocolate, graham cracker. I love all those marshmallow. I love all those things individually. There's yep. even something about whether you use a stick or a coat hanger. Yep. Coat hanger is the best way to go, right? But it's like now they make sticks specifically, like that you can buy at the store specifically for this. But sure. it's like they're even just the untwisting of a coat hanger. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's something about when you're camping. Camping's filled with little things, and you're just sitting by the fire. Mm. And you're making s'mores and you're just laughing and that fire's hot and it might be cold outside, but you got your fleece on and you got your, yes. you know, your boots and all that and your toboggan and all this stuff. And you're hey, sticking man. in the marshmallow mm. and um, you're like, oh man, I'm going to do Hershey's this time, but Reese's next time or whatever. Mm. By the way, if you never had a s'more with Reese's, shout out to Kevin Guffey who introduced me to that many years ago. Yeah, um, was that on my uh, bachelor party? Yes, was when we did the Reese's. Yes, s'more. I yeah. can't believe we remembered that. Yes, <laughs> yes, That's exactly what it was. So good. So, anyways, I would just say s'mores at a campfire. That's a little thing um, that most people probably don't think about during the day. But yeah. I don't know what my life would be without moments like that. Oh yeah. There's like you're right. There's about twenty details in that. 20 little things wrapped up in that little thing. Yeah, you could have said a whole lot of those things. There's a million. That's why I was talking. Um, yeah. We are we are actually doing a fire and a s'mores tonight. With, oh, that's great. With the fam, which I'm that's so excited great. about. But dude, we're going to do an episode on food soon. And mm. the s'more is an example of where you have three different ingredients well, there's more, but three different things. The cracker, the marshmallow, and the Hershey bar, the chocolate. And when you put those individually, like they're good, but when they come together, it's its own flavor. There's there's a, there's not a flavor quite like the s'more flavor. And it's a it's a magical symphony. Yeah. Um what's it is, it's so three piece is, harmonies. Well, <laughs> That's a, that's a good one, by the way. That's also a good little thing, too. Harmonies. Okay, but that's not my thing. But, okay. 
here's the thing about um here's the thing about s'mores here's how you know they're awesome because there's candles that smell like s'mores there are <laughs> yes. ice cream flavors that smell like s'mores yep there are cakes that are made in the same fashion as s'mores in order to bring about that s'more cake i mean it's like everything you i mean mm. if they had a cologne that was supposed to smell like s'mores i'd probably just wear it you yeah know? i mean yeah I don't even care. I uh, there there are a lot of like s'more themed things yeah. because they, of I mean on the commercials they sell them like I yeah. mean that's a great one yeah that and you're right it, you 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 made the comment I don't know what my life would be without moments <laughs> like that like <laughs> how many times have you and I right like okay now you and I we've been through a lot together we've known each other for a long time we've done a lot of cool things together. Yeah, but how often have we just sat around and had like at, while we were camping or whatever, and we had s'mores? Like it's a normal thing you bring if you go camping and you don't bring stuff for s'mores. Like what are you doing? Because you yeah. can do without hot dogs, right? You could do hamburgers, <laughs> yeah, or vice versa, or mm -hmm. you could do even chicken or whatever. Yep. But you have to have stuff for s'mores, and sometimes you're like you get to the campsite and you're like, "Where's the nearest store? We need stuff for s'mores." Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it, I'm just thinking about, you know how like on the Mario game where, or like any like a, a video game, you're going along and like you're losing life or things are going down, and then you hit these little <laughs> checkpoints or you, you jump on top of a mushroom or, yep. or an apple, and your life, your life bar starts to go back up, your energy, yep. your power. I, I feel like life as a whole is basically that it's, it's like you you're going along and you're kind of losing steam along the way and yeah. every once in a while you got to have a fire with some s'mores and it kind of jolts your energy level back up your yes <laughs> your yes. morale and your stamina and then yes. it gets hard again every once in a while you got to get a s'more have Very a fire yep. your lifespan goes back up and you just do that until you die and there's a, <laughs> but you'd have at never made it that long without the fire. At my funeral, you've got to like, you'll be obviously you'd, you'll be involved, so you've got to like <laughs> make sure people have s'mores at my funeral. I got who cares about the what I'm doing? Like, go and be like, you know, Derek. If That's a great here, idea. He'd really want us to have. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a fire. For your funeral, you should have a fire with s'mores. We should. I mean, even when you go to a store, like go to Walmart during the fall, yeah. And what do they put next to each other? Graham crackers. They absolutely and do. Why? You are because right. it's a necessity to get through life. You people That's who right. don't eat s'mores by a fire, you're not human, and no. you're not living fully human. You need to change your life. You That's repent right. And return to your works that you done at first. That's right. To, to your first love. Repent <laughs> <laughs> to return to your first love. In fact, I would say the probably the reason why people eventually do die is that at some point they stop having fires and s'mores. So, and, oh, which is oh in the sovereignty of God. Yeah, it's inevitable. You at some point you sure. just can't have a fire and a s'more anymore. <laughs> but now look, we can get philosophical about this. All right. The world is in a place where 
every disagreement we have, right, is like life or death and you against me. And yep. I can't believe you think that or don't think that, whatever, right? Politics, yep. religion, whatever. However, if you put me with a group of people I don't agree with and we're making s'mores, hmm. I may burn my marshmallow more or less than the next person. And you know what? There's not a single word said about it because something about <laughs> s'mores, it's getting weird, right? Like, I, hey, I'm tracking though. I am tracking. But there's something about it where you respect. Now, the only time you don't respect it is like the kid who doesn't know yet. And he's like, or the, okay, I'm not going to be gender friendly, friendly here, but like the woman who's not used to camping and she like sticks her marshmallow in and then like pulls it back out and there's no burn to it whatsoever. Right. You're yeah. like, okay, you got to change that. Right. Or you tell the kid like, Hey, it's okay. This is actually a, a, the appropriate time for it to burn. Like yeah, for you to burn right. something. Right. Yeah. Okay. But like, if I, I like mine a little more on the toasty side, admittedly, I like it black all the way around, but it's like, okay, <laughs> the person next to me, never judges me for that and i don't judge them for doing it any different because we're all enjoy like we are we know there's like a united flavor and goal and we're like all in this together (laughs) in fact you know what happens when you when you're like you're the char guy you know what people do they're like oh you like i'm charred you're like yeah i do i was like okay cool you man i don't i don't but that's yeah, some people do, and they're they're, well, and they're about happy this. about it. Sometimes, it's great. if you're a not a char guy, right? But you stick yours in too long and it's too burned, the char guy, myself, would be like, "Oh, I'll take that one." Oh, that's true. That yeah, like, and it's not wasted. You don't throw, yeah. throw it away. It's like, oh, oh, you. It's almost like an act of service. Like, and I do the same thing. Yeah. It took forever for my wife's grandmother to realize this, but like, I actually like chocolate chip cookies that are slightly burnt. Mm. Now, I'm not talking about an inedible burnt, but like they're slightly burnt. I, a, a lot of people like the chocolate chip cookies when they're fresh and gooey. I do not. I actually like them more burnt. That's And I like when the bottoms are more blackened and they're a little stiff. Like mm. I actually enjoy that more. And so somebody, I, I've been in several situations where people would burn cookies and I go, oh, I'll eat them. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and they'll say, no, you don't really like these, do you? And I go, yeah, I do. It's like, you know, and they almost don't believe you, but that never happens with a s'more. If you You're char right. it, they're like, oh, you, you must like it that way. You like Nobody that. ever believes you like cookies burnt, but you burn yeah. your marshmallow and people are like, oh, you're one of those. That's good. It's good for you, man. Yeah, you know, that's like, true. There's that's no hate true. towards it. It's a unifying thing. Yep. Yeah, that's so good. I, was, I am a I'm a rotisserie style marshmallow guy. Oh like, yeah, that's I like a, the, I the perfect that. even all the way around. Yeah, doesn't always work out, but uh, there's an art to it for sure. Yeah, yeah, you got to turn it. It's it's the little things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things that unite the world Ooh. and sustain yeah. our species. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's Kelly here. You just listened to part one of a two-part episode called The Little Things, and I hope you're enjoying it, and tune in next week to hear the rest of this 
ridiculous conversation. Just want to say thank you for listening and to let you know that there's a few ways that you can help us spread this podcast to more and more people. And the first way is to simply subscribe. Don't just listen, but subscribe to the podcast. Hit the plus button if you listen to Apple Podcast, or uh, there's ways to do that on other platforms as well. Secondly, uh, leave a leave a positive rating if you've enjoyed it and uh, all of that. Just leave click five stars and leave a positive note and then thirdly share it with your friends i would say share it with at least three people that you think might be interested in listening i don't know who they would be but you might know and if you do those three things that would help us continue to spread this podcast to more and more people and spread the wonderment yes wonderment is a word thank you guys see you next time